Blog Talk Radio. I don't think the rain can wash this away. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Paralumen Radio 2022. It is January 25th, 2022. I'm Amy Williamson. Tonight, oh, we're going into the swamps of Florida, into the green swamps of Florida. Why? <laughs> well, my guest, Marie Dumont, Dumont is um, a Bigfoot researcher. Yep, yep. She goes into the green swamps of Florida in search of Bigfoot, Sasquatch, Skunky, Yeti, <laughs> remnants of the Neanderthal past, maybe, something created by the Nazis, perhaps, or something, something more out there, outwardly, something created by aliens, I don't know. Tonight we're in search of Bigfoot, or as my guest, Marie Dumont, calls it the skunk ape. Uh, but before we do that, you know, I have to address the elephant in the room or <laughs> the Bigfoot in the room. Where have I been? Where has Parawoman Radio been for 10 years? Yeah, I said it, 10 years. It's been 10 years. Uh, personal issues became bigger than me, and I just I, I needed a break, so I, I put everything into halt, and um, the three years that I had done the show, I had 200-plus episodes, and you know what? Mama was tired. Oh, I was tired, 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 and so I took the break, and once the genie was out of the bottle, uh, it just time just slowed so quickly. I, I just can't even say how fast these last 10 years have gone. Um, personal issues were at the forefront and then health challenges turned into autoimmune disorder. And if you don't know anything about an autoimmune disorder, I was, I was battling it the entire time. Um, fine on the outside, but on the inside, you're like, barbed wires and you're, you get pains and, and aches. And, and I always call it my autoimmune is my umbrella. And then underneath that, I've got everything else, migraines, back issues. I, I mean, I had to have back surgery, hospital stays, so numerous, too numerous to, um, to say, but, uh, I, I, been on a a wellness journey the last year and so much has gone down there will be so many personal videos um, blogs recounting it but I wanted to get back to my roots which was Parawoman Radio and I decided it has to happen so 2022 and January Parawoman Radio has returned. 
Um, we're going to have shows, on, new shows on Tuesdays and old shows on Thursdays, Pair Woman Classics. I'll uh, be vamping those up a little bit, um, bringing more up to date. Uh, and we're going to be including audio and video with our shows. It'll be a podcast, but um, we're also going to be aired over on YouTube later, the entire show. But we're going to air on Blog Talk each Tuesday night will be new shows, and Thursday nights will be the classics. We'll, we'll, after the show is over, we'll, of course, be over on iTunes, Spotify. Um, so tonight's show is Marie Dumont. And we had to go to plan a, B, and C, because I was unable to upload the video that I wanted to show on tonight's episode. had to do a little plan B, C, B, and E. I went over to Facebook, and I uploaded the five-minute quick video that we're going to go be going through throughout the show and referring to. I did it over on Instagram. <laughs> it's over on YouTube, too. So if you want to follow along with us tonight, with the video that we'll be referring to. Of course, we'll be describing it in as much vivid detail as possible. But we're also going to be showing the video. So if you want to run over to the face, my Facebook, my Facebook is, it is Amy F. Williamson. Instagram is simply Amy F. Williamson. YouTube is Jeep Woman, but that's spelled J-E-E-P-W-M-N. And so I'm going to go ahead and bring on tonight's guest, who is Marie Dumont. She has three years experience. She loves to go out on the weekends and head out into the swamps of western Florida might not be your thing, but it sure is my guest. Hi, Marie. Welcome to Parawomen Radio. How are you tonight? Hi, Amy. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I'm so excited. I'm so happy to have you as the first guest for Parawomen 2022. Um, oh, super exciting. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, Sure. When I uh, decided that I wanted to come back to Parawomen Radio, I thought, what is something that I like to do? What, what Parawomen Radio represents women who are doing things out of the norm, um, paranormal investigators, uh, cryptozoologists like yourself. Uh, what, what do we got? We got mediums in the past. We've had... Uh, deviant artists, we've had indie musicians, we've had horror queens, screen queens, you name it, we've had it. If a woman is doing something outside of the norm, I really just want to talk to her about it. So I really want to get into, in the beginning, what brought you to wanting to investigate uh, the Bigfoot, or actually, uh, it's called the Skunk Geeks in Florida, am I correct? Um, yes, yes, but, um, I tend to think that we have two different, uh, species here. I think we do have Bigfoots and my research team 
believes that too. Um, mm-hmm. We think that Bigfoots um, in Florida tend to be um, North Florida, all the way down to Central Florida. And mm-hmm. then, you know, then it seems like there's skunk ape reports that are south of Central Florida, like Mayaka, all the way down to the Everglades. So, um, and the reason why I, why we say that is because um, the, based upon the reports and research that we've done, um, you know, in North Florida, Central Florida, um, the sightings of Bigfoot seem to be um, like seven to ten feet tall, and mm-hmm. um, they have five toed, five toes. Like when you find prints, they're five toes. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you get down to like Mayaka and down south, all the way to the Everglades, mm-hmm. uh, the reports are of a creature that's a little smaller. It tends mm-hmm. to be five to seven feet tall, and it tends to have only four toes. And so there is definitely a difference. So that's why um, my team kind of believes that we could possibly have two different species here in Florida. Now, when you say there's two different species, I know that you you go up the west coast of Florida. Um, you, how far west and how far north and how far south? when you're over in the western side of Florida, do you go? I know that sounds Well, funny. I've gone all the way up to north North Florida, like around um, Appalachian Forest. And mm-hmm. um, uh, I've been to, we, we've been to Ocala, um, Half Moon, Wildlife Management Area, um, mm-hmm. Ghost State Forest, um, of course, the Green Swamp, Upper and Lower Hillsboro, Morris Bridge Road. We've gone down to Mayaka and um, the Everglades. So we've kind of You've done we it all. occasionally go all over the place. Yeah. Okay. So good. My question that leads into my question is how how does your team recognize the difference if, when you're out in the in the field um, when you come upon a sighting, how do you, do, are you able to know this is Bigfoot and this is Skunk Ape or what? Um, how do no, you know? not necessarily. Well, probably the most important thing is the four-toed prints um, because everywhere else they're five toes. And I don't know why. We don't know why south of central Florida, like Mayaka and down south, we don't know why there are four-toed prints. So one of our um, researchers um, went with another researcher over Thanksgiving down to Big Cypress, and they found a four-toed print, and they cast it, and that was just over Thanksgiving. So um, it was actually that print was actually at the um, the Bigfoot conference on Saturday. So very impressive. So you're talk you're you're talking about castings. Um, why don't you tell our audience? Tell us what it is when you go out to investigate the Bigfoot or the Skunk Ape. Tell us what you typically do to gather the evidence. You talk, you know, there's castings. Um, there's what do you call them? Stick signs? Is that what they're called? Stick 
stick signs? Uh, what, the structures? The yeah, structures, what do you call the, the stick signs? You just call them the X structures? Okay, I've heard them as the stick yeah. signs. They could be TPs, they could be X structures, they could be lean-tos, they could be, you know, all kinds of mm-hmm. things. I guess that the, everyone goes back to the Blair Witch when they say, when I'm, when I'm saying the stick signs. Is that what you're talking about? You're saying the X structures, those are the Blair Witch and the stick signs, no. that's what the X structures are? No, no. These are definitely like two um, branches large branches mm-hmm. that are in the shape of, you know, they're crossed like an X. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, a lot of the time, the m- material that's used for that, the branches, are mm-hmm. not, are different than the trees that are around the area. You know, we've, we have found that on occasion where it's like, mm-hmm. where did this, where did these tree branches come from? Because there's no oak trees here, you know, or there may not be any cypress trees here, but, there's an mm-hmm. X structure there. Okay. And um, so this is, all right, let me, t- I'm trying to gather it so the audience can understand it. So when you go out into the forest and you are walking down a path, tell me what you're looking for. Okay. So mm-hmm. um, my research team, um, we are definitely like scanning the area. So when we're, I tend to lead the group, um, just because I'm like typically a fast walker, and so I'm usually in the lead, and I'll look around, and like if there is some mud over on the side of a trail or in a spot, or like hog um, rutting um, spots, uh, we'll definitely go check rutting? those places what did you out. Say? A hog? I'm sorry, did you say a hog rutting? What is that? Yeah, the wild, the wild hogs they'll tear up the dirt because they're looking for bugs or whatever it is they eat. Um, Mm -hmm. So they just destroy the ground. It looks like a plow has gone through there. It's just all turned up. So that's the wild boars that are, you know, destroying. They're looking for food, so they're just tearing up the ground. So the, Mm -hmm. the soil is very loose and it's soft, typically. So, you know, we look in mud puddles or alongside waterways, um, or even in these hog ruts, these areas, because we're looking for footprints. Um, mm-hmm. If there's fencing, um, we'll look for our, my team, like Tim T is very good at um, looking for um, hairs and collecting them. And mm-hmm. um, so we, we have, we carry a lot of, a research equipment with us, you know, so like, you know, our team carries casting materials so we can mm-hmm. cast footprints. Tell um, me what a casting is for the, for the audience that I is completely new to Bigfoot. I'm relatively new as well. So <laughs> tell me what a yeah, casting so, is. Yeah. So we will, um, if we find a possible print and it's not too wet, and um, if it looks interesting to us, like it could possibly have toes, it would show toes. Um, we will use a mixture of plaster of Paris. Um, we'll mix it up right then and there, and we'll pour it into the footprint so we can create a mold, um, so we can see exactly um, 
more detail about the print. So we mixed the, you know, the plaster, we poured in the footprint, we have to let it wait uh, dry for like an hour or so, and then we come back and collect it, and then we can see more details about it. And um, so like our team member, Mike Aguilar, um, he has found some incredible footprints um, in an area that he likes to investigate and it was at the show but there was one print that had toes that were all gnarly and all spread out and you know very crooked basically so definitely does not look like anything human so the very um, crooked toes is that typical of the bigfoot or skunk ape or is that just like that bigfoot's possible possible bigfoot skunk ape had crooked toes yeah because some some calves you know the toes look normal they're just gigantic um Mm -hmm. in size um but like the one that mike poured that one was very spread out does not not straight across you know your you know toes on a human are basically straight across well, these were way bent over. They were really gnarly. It was just an amazing print that he cast. And you could clearly see the um, prints, the toes, mm-hmm. how spread out they were. And it was just an amazing, amazing um, find by Mike. What so, do you do um, with the castings? Once I mean, what do you do with them? Uh, we keep them. We keep them um, for like... Uh, shows or the show people mm-hmm. or if we're at a conference or something you know mm-hmm. we we put it on our uh, table like at the mm-hmm. great Florida Bigfoot conference we had a group table and we had probably about mm, seven eight uh, footprint casts as mm-hmm. well as samples of hair that we cannot ad- identify and mm-hmm. uh, pictures pictures of the things that we have found. So you catalog them for research sake. Yeah. Do you, do you, is there, I know there's a national like UFO sighting um, in Nevada. Is there like a national Bigfoot sighting? Um, I'm not sure what you mean. Well, you know, when there's sightings of UFOs, like I had a, uh, I'm in the UFO. How did I get in there? I don't remember, but I'm over. Oh, I know how I got in there. I had a UFO. <laughs> I'm over. My experience was written down and submitted to the National UFO um, Museum okay. in Nevada. And it just kind of catalogs mm-hmm. them all all the, you know, UFO okay. sightings. And I'm just wondering, is there like a catalog of Bigfoot sightings anywhere in the United um, States yes. or anywhere? Um, the biggest one is the BFRO organization um, that's run by Matt Moneymaker, and he has a big database where you can report Bigfoot sightings. Mm-hmm. And um, just so you know, Florida is rank number three for having the most reported Bigfoot sightings in the United States. Oh, wow. Bigfoot likes to Yeah, number one, number one is Washington. Number one is Washington. Number two is California. And Florida is number three. 
Well, so, Washington makes sense because there's a lot of forests and you know, dense in Washington. So that makes sense. Well, in Florida, it is too because there's you know the, the swamps and the Everglades and everything that you know normal people don't yeah, want to so go into. Florida has Florida has 17 million acres of forest. Almost Ooh. half the state is covered in forests. So there's plenty of places for skunk ape or Bigfoot to hide, to thrive. You know, they have mm-hmm. a year-round food supply available to them because of our weather. So, you know, we do have them. There's no way everybody is lying. And um, <laughs> we're number three. So if we're anybody ever three. has... We're number three. We're number three. Yay. Let's make it number one. Um, <laughs> so if anybody has a sighting, they should report it to the BFRO. Um, you know, just to increase our stats. I, you know, can you imagine the people who have not reported? Those I know. Are the can reported you imagine? Sightings. Yeah. Can tell you imagine me, the tell ones me that your, have not? Tell me your number one sighting or your number one find. My number one find? Yeah. Do you have a number um, one that sits in your mind? Well, I have not. I have not had a sighting yet, but mm-hmm. I know I will. Because um, mm-hmm. I'm out there all the time with my research team, and we're basically increasing our odds. But we are <laughs> out there researching all the time. And um, so um, it's yeah, it's just really amazing. It's fun. Oh. It's fun. It's and, fun. Um, mm-hmm. It yeah. is fun. It is fun. I mean, I went out with you. I have some video that I'll be putting up on um, YouTube once I can gather it off my phone. Um, and it's good. It's good. Um, we're, what did we, when we went through the Withacoochee? Was it the Withacoochee? Oh, yeah. I think it was the Withacoochee. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. By the yes. Rainbow River. I was so excited that yes. we did that. Um Yes. But you, you speak a lot about your team, um, and I want to talk a little bit about your team. Um, in the video that we I put together, it was meant to go on blog talk and play over and over and over so people can see it. But that didn't work because I, I'm not going to talk. Nobody needs to know why. Nobody cares. Um, but I do have it over on YouTube. And, again, you can okay. um, go and watch look. If you want to watch it together as uh, Marie and I are going through it, you can. It's on my Facebook page. Um, it is Amy F. Williamson. It's on the my Instagram page, which is simply Amy F. Williamson. And then it's over on the YouTube page, which is Jeep Woman, which is, which, <laughs> which is J-E-E-P-W-M-N. So I want to get into it. Um, in the video, I put timestamps above each uh, portion of the video that we're going to go into. And the timestamp that I want to go to is the 29 second. And this is where you had a lecture you were giving at the latest conference, uh, which was the Mid-Florida Bigfoot conference? Is that what it was? No, it was the Great Florida Bigfoot Conference in Lakeland, Florida. This is the second year they've had it. 
Mm-hmm. And it's and a great event. It's just it's just a lot of fun. It's such a great event, and we're just so happy that you know Nikki and Marty are you know putting on a event like this in our state because we normally don't get things like this. So it's just yeah. great to see that you know awareness is you know people are becoming more aware of what's going on in their state and they're wanting to learn more. So the conference is such a great, a great time. You get to speak to the speakers, you get to see cool things. It's just, it's just a Who great are some time. Of the speakers? Uh, this year, the speakers, the featured speakers were um, Maria Mayer from Expedition Bigfoot, um, Lauren Coleman, he has the Crypto um, Museum in Maine. You have Lyle Blackburn and me. I was a featured speaker this year, me and my team. Um, and, uh, of course, the Master of Ceremonies was RPG. Um, he's also um, was in the first episode of Expedition Bigfoot. And, um, and then we had local researchers like Stacy Brown, Jr., we had um, David Sedoti, we had Connor Flynn, and um, Robert Robinson for, like, oh roundtable discussions. So those are all local researchers um, talking about what's going it was on. A so three-day it was, event? was it a three-day event? Or one day. Two day? One, one day. day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, one day. It was a weekend event. There was so much going nope. on. Oh, my gosh. No, it was a one-day event. Oh my gosh! And I did watch like a promo for it, and I I did hear the the creator say that um, they had had it in July, and yeah, they redid it in the winter time because it's awful hot in Florida in July. Yeah. Well, well, what happened was it was supposed to be I think like March or April. 2021 and because of COVID they had to delay it until July oh okay that's why it was July but it but it was supposed to be in cooler weather months so Mm -hmm. um, this time they had it in January but the next time may not be till um, they may just continue to try to do it in the summertime which um, you know for researching, it's always a bad time to go research because it's just murder out there with our weather. But mm-hmm. um, it uh, it's good. It's a good time because you have kids are out of school. Ah, so, yeah. So there's probably a little more freedom. There's more things that people want to do in the summertime, and COVID is not so bad. So, mm-hmm. you know, it. It was just a great time, the first one, and the second one was just as great. So, What did you and your team uh, speak about? Uh, basically, I, talked, I introduced the team members. Um, I mm-hmm. talked about why I started my group, and then I talked about our research team, and then mm-hmm. each of us shared our favorite little research story. I loved that. Uh, there were videos on Marie's page. Um, she didn't have the whole lecture. 
uh, tell me what, no. tell, tell the audience why you did not. I couldn't believe when you said this, why you did not video the whole lecture. <laughs> because I didn't know how I was going to sound. So I didn't want, um, I didn't know what I was going to do because, you know, this is like the first time I was public speaking. So I wasn't mm-hmm. very secure in uh, standing up there in front of, you know, hundreds of people doing a speech. Oh, wow. So, but it you went very well. It, yeah, you it did. It went it's, very well. We're at, um, on the video, if you want to start playing it at uh, the minute marker um, point twenty nine. that's when Marie is wrapping up the lecture. Um, she's thanking her um, guests. Let's listen to a little bit of it. <laughs> so that was great. You were you seemed very pleased at the end. You know what cracked me up the whole time? I'm sorry. But I don't know who her name was, but she um is was her name Tessa? Is Tessa in your group? Is there a Tessa? I didn't hear no, her. Desi. What, Desi, Wynette, Wynette Desi. Desi. Yes. Desi. Is Desi the one with the short hair? Yes. Okay, so she, the look on her face the whole time is just pure joy. She is just so happy to be there. And I, I couldn't <laughs> take my eyes off her. And when she went into, I really wanted to play this part um, in the show, and I will include it somehow, but she talks about how not only is it exciting to be out there uh researching Bigfoot, but the joy of the team that you have created. So tell me the joy, because you talk about the joy of the team, and tell me who each person in the team and what their place is, and um, just go. Okay. So um, our research team consists of um, six people. So it's me, um, Tim T., his wife, Wynette, Desi Herter, Bigfoot Dave Miller, and Mike Aguilar. So um, we actually, we all met basically in my group, and um, we started going out investigating, and we just have this great positive energy. I'm sorry, I just want to interrupt. Your group is on Facebook, correct? Well, Um, yes, I have a Facebook group. It's mm -hmm. called... Mid Florida Bigfoot Research Group, but we also have a research team. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I misunderstood. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. So our team goes out every weekend, um, sometimes more than once a weekend, but we are always out there. So we are always posting photos, um, videos of strange things that we find out there. And, um, but we have such a great, um, I want to say positive vibe. I mean, we just love each other. We get along great. Uh, we're all very easygoing. Um, each researcher brings something different to the table. And I talk about that at the conference, you know, because say, for instance, me, I'm very good at finding structures out there. And I think it's because I am a artistic and creative person. So those kind of things just pop out to me, 
like they are some kind of forest art. Just looks mm-hmm. out of the ordinary. I'm really good at finding that. Uh, mm-hmm. Tim T, he is a hunter, and he's a very good tracker. So he's really good at finding possible footprints. He's able to track where the footprints, what direction they're going. Um, he's also very good at finding and collecting hairs. Um, you know, because he's a hunter, um, he can identify scat for us and identify uh, animal prints. So he's really good at that. Um, Desi, uh, Wynette, Bigfoot Dave, Mike, all very good at researching the areas that they're in and noticing small details. And Mike is also very good at finding prints and structures. So we all bring something different to the table. And as far as um, film and audio equipment, all of those mm-hmm. guys have film and audio equipment. So they're able to capture the things that we find out there. And then um, Tim puts together research videos for us based upon the film and audio that he gets from everybody. So he puts the videos out there. I'm the photographer of the group. I post photos. So, um, you know, this is a team effort. It's not one person doing all the research and finding everything. We are all together. We are researching together. And we're finding things together. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's yeah, not just shout out, shout one or two people. A huge shout out to Tim T for saving my butt and sending me those that video over. <laughs> um, when you guys go out, do you spend the night out in the woods? Um, not typically. Uh, we go early morning. Early and we are morning. usually out there like three or four hours. Um, we have camped out if we're doing a special investigation with other research groups. But typically, we just go out you know, Saturday morning or Sunday morning is what we do. So it's and we, not we're, really, like I said, we're out there like four hours. It's not really like paranormal investigation where it's better to go at night? Right. Because, um, you know, you need daytime in order to see prints and structures. You know, so, Mm -hmm. but, you know, I guess most people believe that um, Bigfoots move around at night, which they probably do. So when you're doing a night investigation, it's totally different because, you know, you're not, you're not seeing prints, you're not seeing anything else. But what you're trying to do is um, hear something. Mm-hmm. And we have thermal imaging cameras and night vision. So we're trying to see what's out there in the woods in the pitch dark. We have so. a little um, video of Marie doing her thermal vision outside. Um, was uh, in, in on the video, if you move, jump to a minute and 24 seconds, that's when Marie is, using her thermal vision um there's no sound on the, this one but tell me a little bit what you're doing is this nighttime marie definitely nighttime and uh we all went out there into the green swamp 
and um, we just bring some chairs and we just mm-hmm. find a spot, sit quietly, and we're just, you know, we're observing the areas. You know, we're we're trying to see here what's going on, see if we have a sighting, if something walking out from the bushes or whatever. Um, so that's what we're hoping for. Which member? I I know there's a story. One of your members was camping and had a sound machine, and something happened. Yes, which I found I thought that was so funny that he had a sound machine. He had nature sounds out in nature. <laughs> but nature sounds to nature. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Well, I need a uh, I need like a sound machine. White noise also. Um, oh, was but it white his noise? story was just. Yeah, um, his story is just amazing. It's just the most incredible Bigfoot encounter I've ever heard, and it's just amazing. But uh, do you want me to tell the story? Well, you can tell the story, or if he wants to come on. Uh, <clears throat> are you opposed to taking calls? I, I can take calls. That's fine. Well, That's if fine if he wants, wants to call. call or if um, somebody has a question for Marie, uh, the call-in number is 563-999-3465. So if you have any questions, just give us a call, and I will try to bring you on. I don't know if we'll have time. There's so much, and it's already, what, we're half hour into this. I can't even believe it. So, um I think well, you had asked me earlier about my um, best Bigfoot encounter, and I didn't oh, yeah. answer you. You didn't. Uh, okay, I want to get back to that. Answer. Go ahead. Get back um, to so, that. So, like I said, I've not had a sighting, but mm-hmm. I was in the Ocala National Forest a couple of years ago on the coldest night of the year, camping out with friends, and about 1.30 in the morning, me and three other people heard a vocalization. One. Long, no. loud. For those people, what is a vocalization? Uh, a lot of people don't know. It's what like that a is. howl. It's like a long howling noise that they tend to make. Um, even if you watch like Finding Bigfoot or whatever, you've got people who are doing calls. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this I was heard one that you're supposed to call. go low, go low, and go low, go high, and go high. Right, right, correct, mm-hmm. correct, correct. I tend to not do calls. I, Our team, we don't do calls. We don't typically do wood knocks uh, because, you know, we don't know what all that means. So we just prefer to be quiet out there, look around, mm-hmm. observe, capture evidence, you know, that's what we prefer to do. But there's some groups I'm, out there that do howls and calls and, you know, yeah. wood knocks and all kinds of stuff. I would imagine that Bigfoot is uh, a territorial creature. So some of that has to be territory. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, um, I'll tell you a little quick story about um, mm-hmm. COVID. So when COVID, you know, what was in the March? 2020 when COVID started. And so um, the forest department closed down the forest, like they closed Ocala National Forest. 
So it was about two and a half months later that they reopened it. And me and my friends were like, heck yeah, let's go out there and see what's going on because no one has been, not too many people have been in there. So we wanted to see, you know, what was happening, what was new mm-hmm. out there. So, you know, we're out there and looking around and we found a couple things. And then we decided about a week later to go back because we wanted to explore some more. So we have a favorite trail that we like to walk on, me and my friends. And when we went back there a week later, there were five trees that had been broken and laid across the trail, five of them, one right after the other. And then there was a small pine tree that was bent over, and it was secured by one of the trees that was laying in the trail. Is that the pine now, tree over to, part of the video that we have? That, uh, no. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. This is just another story. Um, so over to the left of where these five trees were laid across, broken and laid across this trail, was a huge X. So we definitely felt like something didn't want humans in there. And they were doing everything they could to block us or other humans from going into their area. Um, It's just amazing, you know, when you see something like that a week later, you know, one week, Mm -hmm. everything's normal. You go back there next week, there's all kinds of things. Do you, do you, okay, listen, a lot of people would say that's just people doing it. People are putting trees together. People are putting things down. Um, what makes you think that it's not a person? Well, um, you know, these were not small trees. I mean, they were probably six inches in diameter. These trees that were broken, not cut. So a human can't break trees that thick Mm -hmm. down at the base. Um, Like I said, they were not cut by a saw or anything. They were broken, fresh breaks, and they were all placed one right after the other across the trail. So So you could say an animal broke it, but an animal did not, well, Bigfoot. Bigfoot is an animal probably, but an animal did not place it across one after another. Right. Because, yeah, because they wouldn't be able to, like a bear is not going to grab a tree and then snap it in half or in the at the base. I mean, it has to be something with some kind of, you know, fingers and thumbs. I mean, there's a bear's not going to do that. And there are a bunch of bears in Ocala National Forest, but bears don't build structures. Um, they don't snap trees and lay them across a trail. So we don't know what it is. We're not saying it's anything, but it's very intriguing. The stuff Indeed. that you can find out there if you choose to go out in the forests or the swamps or whatever, which is what we do. Well, in our video that we're going through that's over on the Facebook, the YouTube, and the Instagram, Amy F. Williamson. Um, 
at the three minute and 35 second mark, you are wearing a, uh, what is that you're wearing? It's an orange vest. Uh, is that during hunting season? Hunting vest. Yeah, hunting vest. Yeah. Yeah. So let's mm-hmm. go ahead and play that. Um, uh, I'm going to set it up. It appears that somebody, something has shoved pine trees into palm trees. We wove them, it's I believe. Oak tree. Oak tree branch into a pine tree. Oak tree branch into a pine tree. Let's watch it. So right now you guys are trying to gather evidence to prove, to dis- debunk it or to prove it, right? Right, correct. Yes. So we're observing, you know, we're looking at it in, you know, a lot closer, a lot more detail, and we're like, okay, where did this oak tree branch come from? The closest oak tree is 10 feet away. So it can't be why tree is it fall. There? And it appears to be in a cross sign, too. Well, it's just this weird... Um, I've never seen anything like that before. And we've nicknamed it the Blair Witch Badass Structure because (laughs) when Desi walked up to it, she was like, oh, my God, that looks like something out of Blair Witch. And that's what I was thinking, too. Um, It It does. It's just crazy. And then we went back there and we went back there a month later to see if anything was different and the branch was broken this time which we couldn't break it, Uh, you know, because that branch where it broke was so close to where the pine tree was. um, I'm not sure how something grabbed it on both ends and snapped it without pulling it out of the pine tree. It was still in the same position as it was, but it was snapped this time. And, um, you know, what we're thinking is maybe uh, something was pissed off that we were there. They probably smelt us and maybe they punched it and broke it because we don't know mm. how anything, two hands, one on either side of the branch and was able to snap it without it moving out of that tight spot in that pine tree. So it, it, that was one of my absolute favorite um, finds, definitely out in the one. green swamp. And that, that was, was just November swamp? and December. Yeah, oh, that was November that was and December. Then, huh? Very recent. So have yes. you been back there? Have you been back? Well, we went, well, like I said, we found it in November. We went back in December. I mean, in January. Have you been it. back in January? No. No, no. Um, we haven't had a chance to uh, because right now in the green swamp, they've got some special hog hunts going on in certain places, so we can't get in there yet. But we do plan on going back to that area just to see what else is different. During hunting season, do you find do you find that um, the Bigfoot sightings are greater or smaller? I really don't know, but I would assume they're smaller. Um, so you have Cold Creek, the green swamp. Mm-hmm. So when it's hunting season, it seems mm-hmm. like the deer then cross into Colt Creek because that's a safe area for them. There's no hunting there. 
So it seems like well, then we were the just... Bigfoot would cross over there because uh, aren't deer part of the exactly? Yes, yes, definitely. And tell us how and, a, uh, how a Bigfoot eats a bear, a deer. I, I'm just like what he does or she does. Well, we really don't know, but what tends to be reported is that um, for like hogs or deer, it seems like they break their legs. When they catch them, they break their legs so they can't run away. And they catch multiple of them. That's how they they break it and then go on hunting more, don't they? Don't they just leave it? Right. Broke? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's a good way to do it. I mean, if you can do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Break the legs so they can't run off. So you can get them later or go get something else or come back later for them. I mean, you know, you break a leg. And so there's that uh, famous video that was taken in Mayaka where um, this guy and his son saw something walking across the a prairie uh, where there's water and there's a bunch of gators or whatever. This is at Mayaka State Park. And so they saw this thing walking across this prairie land. They filmed it. And then they went, they tried to go out to see if they could, like, get closer to it, see where it was going, blah, blah, blah. When they got down there, uh, they found a bunch of wild hogs with their legs broken. Hmm. So that's pretty interesting. Was there video of that? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, there's a video of the sighting of some a skunk ape or whatever walking across the field, but not of the broken legs of the hogs. I have not seen that video. Is that the, is that the video that's out now that it's really dark? Like if there's a, it's dark. Um, it looks like an ape, kind of that went goes through the the. No, no. it's a daytime sighting. The daytime, and you see people pulling over because they're like looking to see what these guys are filming, you know. So everybody's like pulling over. They're taking pictures because they're seeing the same thing. They're seeing this creature, you know, walking across mm-hmm. the prairie. Boy, I want to see this. I've not seen it. I've I've not seen that. That sounds really exciting. Yes. So let's just go into uh, the group member. His sighting, well, it's not technically a sighting. It's a feeling. Just tell the story about your, your group member and when he was out camping and what happened with the sound machine. I'm sure everybody wants to know. Yeah, so a bunch of people have already heard this story, but it's so cool, and I'll tell it again. So um, Bigfoot Dave was out camping with some other researchers, and uh, so they were out and about, and um, it all starts uh, when a couple of the researchers find a um, wild grapefruit tree out in the swamp. So with huge grapefruits, so they picked a couple and they put it in their backpack and they brought it back to camp. Okay. So mm-hmm. nighttime comes, um, Dave's in his tent, everybody's in their tent, whatever. 
and probably, I'm not sure what time it was, one thirty, two o'clock, whatever, uh, they hear a racket outside of their tents. Something is going through their coolers. It's opening the lid, looking around. It's slamming the lids down. It's walking around, and um, it picks up Bigfoot Dave, his head, through the tent. These giant hands gently pick, raised him up, picked him up, almost into a sitting position, and then gently put him back down. And he was, like, flipping out, of course, like anybody would. Yes. And um, it's so... In the morning, uh, they were Wait, talking I want to about, stop you right there. I want to stop you right there. What's amazing to me is nobody ever looks out the tent. Do you know what I mean? Like we've, I've heard where they've heard oh, he was, outside. Nobody looks outside the tent. Yeah. Yeah, because I asked him the same thing. I said, well, you know, God, I can't believe you didn't look out. He said he was terrified. I mean, he didn't know what the heck that was, so he was just trying to be as still and quiet as possible and hoping this thing would go away. So Did he think it was a thing, or did he think it was a person? He, he, I think, thought it was a Bigfoot because the hands were huge, huge. And, Hmm. you know, most humans can't lift up another human like that. Through a tent um, at that. Yeah, through a tent. Through a tent. Where so anyway, spikes, so in the morning. Spikes in the ground. <laughs> right. So in the morning, they're talking about all the noise, blah, blah, blah. Oh, did you hear that? Did you hear the slamming? La, la, la. So then they start going through the coolers, and they notice that the hamburgers were gone. So they had um, a bunch of hamburger patties, and they're all separated by little square white pieces of paper. And um, so whatever picked up Dave took the hamburgers, was eating the hamburgers, and they dropped the white pieces of paper. So there was a trail of white pieces of paper. So it was just eating a hamburger It'd peel off the paper and throw it down. It would eat another hamburger as it's walking. So there was a trail of the papers. Do you Amazing. think it came in because it was looking for the grapefruit? That's exactly right. Because uh, I don't know if it was that morning or when they got home, the people who picked the grapefruits, mm-hmm. they checked their backpack, grapefruits were gone. So something <laughs> unzipped the backpack, took out the grapefruits, and zipped it back up. So that means something was watching them pick the grapefruits. No. That's kind of scary right there. That That's it was amazing. Watching them and tracking them, actually. Yes, yes. <laughs> Going the back to get it. The Bigfoot were being tracked by the Bigfoot. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Amazing well, story. He or she got a little bonus with the hamburger, I would say. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, a bear is not going to separate the papers. It's going to just eat everything. And, um, you know, he's not gonna, a bear's not going to lift up a person in a tent, just their head. Um, 
and a bear's not going to steal, open up a backpack and steal grapefruits back that were his. No. Wouldn't think so a bear could do all that. don't know what it is, but <laughs> unless it was yoga. Yeah, that sounds. <laughs> so that's joke. such a great story. It is a great story. Um, when, when you, I guess we haven't, I, my, my big question to you is what, I know what made me interested in Bigfoot. It was a Nova special way back when I was little and I remember watching it and the woman was saying that the Bigfoot came in, came up to her window and it just watched her through the window and it ter- that terrified me. That just that, that very thought of a Bigfoot looking through a window watching somebody terrified exactly. me. Exactly. Right. What made you interested into the, in the Bigfoot? Um, well, I've always been into everything paranormal. You know, I've, I started out as a ghost hunter. Um, and then while doing that for several years, um, I started, like, researching aliens and UFOs. And some of the reports are very similar, um, like orbs. Um, you know, with ghost hunting, you'll see orbs. With mm-hmm. aliens and UFOs, you can also see orbs, too. Mm-hmm. And so then I was into the alien UFO thing. And then I started looking at Bigfoot. And, again, same thing. There's orbs that have been reported with um, Bigfoot. Like people will see, there's been a report of people seeing blue orbs in the woods. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, just moving around. Yeah, hand in hand with the UFO somehow, somehow. Right, right. Um, even in uh, Ocala National Forest, there's been a couple reports of, um, you know, there'll be a Bigfoot sighting, and then they'll some they'll see a UFO, or um, a UFO will appear at above a camper, you know, in his tent. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, I think they are hand in hand somehow. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We don't know. Nobody knows. Um, but well, I think there is some kind of you never relation. Find a body. You never find a body. They disappear somehow. They go somewhere. Yeah, well, animals, a lot of animals, like, say, cats. Cats, when they know they're dying... They will go off somewhere way, 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 way deep in the woods or in a, you know, somewhere. They will go off to die. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I assume Bigfoot probably does the same thing. If they're, if they are, if if one of them was knew that he was getting ready to die, they do the same thing. They go way off deep, 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 deep into the woods. They leave their tribe or whatever, and they go off and they die. So, but you would certainly think we would find maybe a carcass they, somewhere. Maybe they, I mean, we find cats. Maybe they bury. Maybe oh, they yeah. bury. Mm-hmm. They're dead. That's which would also explain yeah. it. I mean, it's not even easy to find a dead bear anywhere. That's you know. True. But we do find them. <laughs> we do find them. And I, mm-hmm. I, 
I was researching this for the show. I, I can't think of the name of the place, but there's this story in the 1800s where, what did they call it? They called it the wild man or something, and they captured right, it. Right, They actually, Do you know that story? Tell it if you know it better, because I, I don't know the whole story. Well, um, it seems like every state... Um, certain cities or whatever, they all have different names for creatures that they see out there, like the wild man, uh, the hairy man. Um, but there was so that story I think where they, they are it. the same. I think they are Bigfoots, and but they've just named named them something else. Mm-hmm. But there like was even Mayaka. Yeah, there was this one story, though, that I came across where they, the wild man was out in the forest in this town, this is 1800s, decided they're going to go and, you know, capture it and send it right, on its right. way, but mm-hmm. they captured it, they did capture it, and they put it in a mental <laughs> institution, and it disappeared. Right. Like, <laughs> all records of it disappeared after that. Yeah. Have Very you heard suspicious. that Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very suspicious. But how how could a, a I don't know how could a <laughs> I tend to think that it may have been there's that disorder where people grow hair all over their body. Um, mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, right. They, we used mm-hmm. to put them in the side shows and I forget right. what the they freak shows and wolf stuff man. like that. Yeah, the wolf right. man of whatever. Um, right. I tend when I was I thought maybe that might have been what this was because I cannot envision a Bigfoot going into an asylum. That, that just sounds like. Yeah, it, in a way. I mean, <laughs> this already sounds. I mean, there are people that live off the grid. That, you know, yeah. But, you know, how I don't know how tall that person was, but most likely it was not a seven to 10 foot tall creature. You know, it was probably just a man that lived out in the wild and was very hairy. Yeah. Probably had that disorder. Okay. So when you go out into the field, I call them stick signs, but you're calling, what what is it that you call them? You call them something different. X structures or um, teepees or... mm -hmm. I do want to, um, we do have the last video I want to play tonight. Um, it is Marie goes out with her team. Um, there's the, it's, it's basically the stick signs through the month. Uh, you go back there and it changes. So you're describing um, the break of the, this is before. Somehow it's put together. It's a structure. You call it the X structure? Mm-hmm. Yes. What was really weird is, um, <laughs> this is going to really sound goofy, and this is getting mm-hmm. into the paranormal weirdness. Um, mm-hmm. But twice this has happened to me when I've been out in the green swamp. So I have walked up to a structure, an X structure that I just found. 
mm-hmm. and my locked password protected phone called my ex boyfriend. Mm. Twice. Yes. That's happened twice that video. Why do you think twice. that happened? I don't know. Like I said, my phone is locked. You have to input a passcode in order to open it up. And then you have to hit the phone icon and then you have to dial a number or whatever. But this is just in my pocket. I'm walking up to a structure and then my phone rings and it's an ex-boyfriend. And that's happened twice, two different ex-boyfriends. So (laughs) very weird, very strange. Can't explain what that is, but extremely cool. Extremely cool. What do you think is next for you? Where, where are you headed out next? As far as what researching? Yeah. Where are you headed to next? Do you have any plans going out there? Um, no, I mean, we, like I said, we go out every single weekend. So, um, you know, typically we hit um, the green swamp the majority of the time, but um, it's getting ready to hunting seasons get ready to end. So then we'll be able to get into some of our other areas that we used to go into all the time. But right now during hunting season, we try to avoid those areas um, just also because, you know, I don't know if there's actually any Bigfoots around during hunting season. So we're just like looking for signs, looking for evidence um, and recording it. And of course, posting it on our, on my um, research group page to share with others, you know, because mm-hmm. we want to, we want to collaborate with other researchers. We want to show people the stuff we're finding and we want them to do the same thing, to share their findings. You know, we're all into this together, you know, and our goal is to raise the awareness of Bigfoots and skunk apes in Florida and um, mm-hmm. to prove the existence of that. That's our goal. So, that's why we're out there every single weekend doing something how, somewhere. How do people how do people join a group like yours and become part of the core group? What what happens? Where where is your team located? Where is the team page located? Um, well, we have a um, I have my Facebook group, Mid Florida Bigfoot Research Group, and anybody can join. Um, just to answer the questions, uh, I prefer to get to have people who live in Florida um, mm-hmm. because that's who I am, who we are focusing on, you know, because it's Florida research. So, you know, we typically like to accept people who are in Florida, but we have some other people that are out of state uh, who are also good researchers out there that have joined my group. Um, I've had it now for about a year, and I have mm-hmm. over 1,100 members now. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, um, which is, you had quite a few. Yeah, which is great for our state, you know, because mm-hmm. there's actually at least 90% of those people are Floridians. So they want to know what's going on out there. Maybe they've had their own sightings. They want to tell their own stories or whatever, or they're researchers, you know. So mm-hmm. that's why we do that. But as far as the research team, you know, we're just keeping it small. 
Um, you know, because the more people you get out there, the more contaminated the area is, and you can't control where people are walking, you know. So if you're looking for footprints and everybody's walking around, you know, you can't, you know, it just messes things up. So we just like to keep it small groups, you know, our group is small, we go out. But what we're planning on doing maybe in February or March we're going to have an open invitation for any group member to join us on an Ooh. investigation. Ooh, I want to join. So that'll be go. exciting. I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a member of the group, so just pay attention to our posts, and you'll see a open invite coming up. Do you have any of your evidence um, anywhere other than Facebook? Where do you where do you put it? No, it's typically Facebook. I also have a YouTube page called the same thing, the Mid-Florida Bigfoot Research Group. And that's where I post short little videos of really cool things that I find out there. And um, so those are the two places right now. We don't have a website or anything, you know. Um, that's coming, I just do right? it all on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, do it all I, on Facebook. Yeah, I like Facebook. I, I, a lot of people go over to other platforms but facebook has been good to me so right i um i like coming together with the paranormal community on facebook it's it's good times absolutely great way to meet people excellent that's how i met you (laughs) yes absolutely well, Marie, thank you so much for joining me tonight and um sharing with our audience Bigfoot and the Skunk Ape. Yes. It's a lot. Thank it's you for lot. having me on your show, Amy. It's very exciting. I'm so glad you've started up your Parawoman um, radio show again. It's it's good. It's good for to raise the awareness of women out in the paranormal, you know. Yeah. Because with there the, aren't that the many of too. us out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's not that many of us out there, so it's great that you're raising raising awareness of that. So well, thank you, you are so too. much. You're a woman in a field, uh, the Bigfoot field, which I imagine is predominantly male, um, a lot of testosterone. Yeah. So you're you're bringing the feminine divine into a field that I mean, with your team. I just before you go. Um, I know we're wrapping it up, but with your team, do they, do they, obviously they don't have a problem following a woman. Have you ran into any problems with that? Um, no, not really. Uh, because just because we really like each other, you know, mm-hmm. and we all are serious, dedicated to this. So we all have the same goals, the same thought process you know we are serious researchers this is what we do so we get along great you know it's i'm very grateful to have such a great research team that i'm a part of you know tim Mm -hmm. t desi waynett bigfoot dave mike aguilar they're just great 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 people and i'm so grateful that they're um that we're we have a research team with them you know it's just good. I'm grateful you came on to the show tonight. Thank you so much, Marie. I hope you come back. 
when and if you have some really great evidence or just if you want to come back exactly. and say hi. Absolutely. Okay. Anytime. All righty. Okay. Bye, Marie. Bye. Thank Bye-bye. you so much, Amy. Bye. Mm-hmm. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, again, if you want to see the video that I, Marie and I are talking about throughout the show, I have it on my Facebook. It, it is Amy F. Williamson, Instagram, Amy F. Williamson, YouTube, Jeep Woman, that's G-J-E-E-P-W-M-N. Or you can just reach me at amyfwilliamson at gmail.com every, let's see, every Tuesday. Yes, every Tuesday we're going to have new shows, and every Thursday we're going to go into Pair Woman Classic shows. So please come back and listen to us. Um, We'll have our audio and video straightened out next week. Thank you, everyone. Thank you to Marie, and thank you to her team for supporting her and supporting me and getting this together. Thank you, everyone. Have a great night. Bye. Mm -hmm.